Hello, everyone. Welcome to Embodying Your Higher Self Tools for Living Consciously. My name is Michelle Champaka. It's great to have you all here. Thank you for your support. Um, we're going to get started in just a few minutes. So in the meantime, just go ahead and enjoy the nice uh, background music and we'll be right back at you. Well, the music decided not to play, but no worries. <laughs> um, so I just want to just quickly do an introduction of my guest. Her name is Charlene Chiaisen, and um, she's a very special woman uh, who is a Feng Shui design consultant, an author, a geomancer, and a nine-star Qi astrologer who travels extensively working with clients on several continents. She has synthesized 29 years in Feng Shui uh, to tailor make what she does to be effective and true for you. And she offers personalized Feng Shui, Nine Star Qi and Taoist I Qi readings which can be directed at any issue you may encounter. Um, she uses a variety of tools and is able to ground your intention and create a path of action and observation. And her book, Elemental Feng Shui, The Art of Orientation, is available on Amazon, Apple, and Google Reads. I've posted the link in the podcast description, uh, which all of you can access after this uh, interview today. And I'll also post her uh, social media links, her website, and so forth, so you can easily get in touch with Charlene. So welcome, Charlene. I just did uh, your introduction, and I just felt like it would all work out, and I'm so glad to have you here. Welcome. Yes, I'm so happy to be Okay, for some reason you've muted. Oh, there you are. You're back again. You were muted for a second. Uh, now I can hear you. 
did you hear that? I Great. Did? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Happy to be here, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you, Charlene. I'm really, it's really an honor to have you here. And because um, I was having my own technical difficulties with my phone, I have no idea how many people are on live with us today because the desktop version doesn't show, but usually it's over, over 200 people that are listening in. So I just want to say a big warm welcome to all the people that have been loyally following Embodying Your Higher Self Tools for Living Consciously. And my name is Michelle Champaka. I also um, offer healing retreats both on Bali and in Mexico. And you can find out more about who I am and what I do at uh, www.spiritweaverjourneys.com. And you can also buy me a coffee. I just started, uh, I learned about this, buy me a coffee. I'll post the link if you want to help to support this show. I have yet to receive any revenue. So any, any donation, any support would be super, super appreciated. So thanks everyone for coming. And today we're going to have a really exciting podcast. So I would love for you to tell us a bit more about Feng Shui. In fact, you're the first person uh, of all, um, all of the guests that I've had on this podcast that has ever talked about Feng Shui. Oh, well. It sounds like there's a lot of noise in the background there, Charlene. Uh, how's that? How's that now? I just closed all the doors. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Great. Go ahead. Great. Okay, so Feng, it translated means wind, and Shui is water. So it is an ancient art form of placement that comes from Asia, but those two words, wind and water, are very vital to the human essence. If you take a deep breath, in and out, that's your wind, that's your thing. And shui being water is a big portion of our physical bodies. So when my one of my masters explained that to me, it was like, wow, I get it now. It's actually me. It's me and where I place myself. My clients, it's where I place them and it's so individual. So it gave me a new lease on my profession, which I've been at for almost 29 years. Wow, that's that's amazing. I, I never really knew that until I had a reading with Charlene, which was very um, illuminating. And I got to learn um, about a part of myself that I wasn't even aware of. And I, I was really quite surprised. And she was surprised. You were surprised that I didn't know that about myself. And um, oh, I think I was what, so what, was it, what was it exactly that came up? Um, the words that you use was that I was... Um, I can't even, I can't recall them right now, but do you remember what you said about my character? Well, because the fire energy is your primary uh, principal number, it's how uh, you're perceived by people. And because your secondary number is so different, you, because they're very dynamic and opposite. So nine fire, and that's why you're so intuitive and so or maybe don't still that when you walk into a room people listen to you they see you they hear what you have to say and you're about to move into that incredible place of owning that in your life and i think it's fascinating to light now so that you can really move into that fire and that illumination okay Oh, yeah, it seems like the connection is going in and out. So I may grab my other modem just in case this keeps happening. 
but I really, um, I, as you can see, just from the little bit that Charlene shared, how, um, how detailed um, the readings are with Charlene, I felt like I learned a great deal from her in that reading, and um, I highly recommend delving into um, this, uh, would you call it the nine star reading, or what would you particularly call it? Well, for me, it's Feng Shui Astrology, but it's also called Nine Star Key. And it's ah. based on the seven stars of the Big Dipper and Polaris and Vega, the yin and yang star. And it has to do with personality and elementals. So I, I wanted to know more about my clients. And now it's taken off and becoming a way that I deal with my, you know, helping people with the Feng Shui and astrology readings together. Ah, so yeah, I know your background. Originally, you were a designer, and um, and then you, how did you get into Feng Shui? Like, tell us a little bit about how you ended up doing what you're doing now. Tell us a little bit about that story, that backstory. Okay, so um, I was really interested in design. So I studied, I have a degree in interior design. And, you know, it's all about like where things are placed, of course, it's decorative, it's, it's thoughtful because you have to come up with good solutions to design problems. Then when I was uh, 1994, I was pregnant with my daughter and somebody gave me a book and I read it cover to cover in one night. It was very well illustrated. And I went, I've been doing this my whole life. So it was just natural for me to start practicing Feng Shui principles in my work in design. And everything I've done from that point on has been just one of those things that just has been working. I get it. I understand it. And my goal now is to share that with people. That's, that's beautiful, Charlene. And, um, you know, I know all of us who do this kind of work, you know, whether it's healing or intuitive reading, um, alternative healing and so forth, I feel like many of us have a challenge or a turning point. And I think um, the listeners love hearing about that. Like, was there ever a turning point in your life where you're like, wow, I'm totally off track and I know something big has got to change? Um, oh. I would love to hear about that. I'd love to hear about that because people... I think we learn a lot through um, through adversity. We grow and we um, expand, and I think um, there's always a gift in that. So I'd love to, if you if you feel the share, I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, there's been several times like everything in my work has always been just bang on, but in personal life, as you know, relationships and how we relate, there were a few times where I just kind of felt I hit the wall, and then. I opened myself up, became vulnerable, and then friends were able to talk to me in a different way and share their observations of me so that I could then look at myself more objectively and continue to work on my personal being. And that energy has come into my work when I'm working with people. I want to know who they are fully as people so I can help them the best way I can. And that's how, you know, friends have helped me to do that. So it's happened a few times in my life for sure. Yeah, and I think I think that, that that we learn through experience and because you've had those trials and tribulations, you can certainly relate, you know, you're you're very relatable and you're able to really have hold a space of compassion for the people that come and 
and get readings with you, which is lovely. I think that's really important. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. So what, what do you feel like um, are some of the gifts of doing Feng Shui for people? How has that helped them in their lives? Um, okay, so like I said, wind, water. My work based primarily in, in design was to really make sure that a space felt good because you can go into gorgeously laid out buildings and go, it doesn't have any soul. It doesn't have any heart. So for me, I'm sharing the art of placement based on feng shui principles that are actually very common sense. You know, like if you have a seating area, for example, you don't want a circulation path going straight through it because if you're sitting talking to people and other people in your house are trying to get from A to B and they walk right in front of you, it doesn't feel good. So small things like pooling chi areas where you can sit together in a cozy space and chat, places that feel good for you to go to just to take time and space for yourself, um, how you can entertain people with a really powerful dynamic of like sharing and joy. So these come into spaces in small ways, like even the view that you have or the, the obstacles you have in your home and the clutter, they're so many relatable things that actually come down to placement and feng shui it's very practical wonderful um i think i think that's really uh, really important because a lot of people talk about decluttering your life decluttering your home and you declutter your you know your brain and i really i really live by that because i i only have one place where there's a little bit of clutter and i'm looking at it right now it's my workspace and I'm like, I really need to clean it up. And I actually live a pretty decluttered life. So, I mean, I don't know if you go in and you help people with that kind of thing. You help people to declutter as part of the, the Feng Shui consultation? Um, I don't help them to declutter because there's so many people out there doing that. My level of work is to identify the areas that are cluttered and what that means to them in their life, what it's blocking. Okay. So they can go in and do that later, but I'm pinpointing things that are very personal to them that may assist them in terms of shifting up energies. And right now I'm doing um, some, I'm just going through all the animals of the Chinese Zodiac on my Feng Shui channel, but I'm stopping to do little travel things and because I'm traveling. So I'm talking about how the Northwest corner is where all travel and helpful people are located. And so if that's an area in your home, whether you're doing three-door system or whether you're doing compass school, that area in your home is related to travel. So if it's cluttered, you may not have the ability to travel or you may not have helpful people in your life. Wow. And it's related directly, it's related directly across from the southeast, which is all about fortunate blessings. So if either of those locations are compromised, then those are the things that are going to be affected in your life. So when I go into somebody's home, I you know, automatically go to the directions that I know they don't resonate with. And they're going, no, no, let's not go there. And I'm like, yes, but let's go there. Let's unlock that. Let's see what we can do to bring that energy and you know, aliven it and change it. Right, right. And when you came to my home, you were saying that for me, based on the reading you've done for me, that I should be sleeping with the head of my bed facing northwest, I believe you said. 
Yes, because you're a West-like person. And so your directions right. are Southwest, West, Northwest, and Northeast. So one of those directions is going to support you better. And then, of course, we look at the door placement as well. If you can't get the, the head of the bed right, that maybe the door entrance is you know, one of your Westlife directions. So, I mean, we didn't go to that extent because I was just kind of double checking for you. Right. You know, those are the right. things I check. So when I find a couple that one's East Life and one's West Life, then I know the house is going to have more balance. So when I do my chart work and get your personal information and your nine star key, I know so much about you before I walk in the door. So I know what I'm looking for and I'm listening to things that you want to change in your life and I'm relating it to what I'm finding in the space. Wow, that's awesome. And it makes me think though, you know, I have a chair right in the Northwest corner and it's so it's kind of creating a sense of clutter in that that corner that you just talked about which is related to right. travel and i really want to i want to be traveling um starting probably in as early as may but could be not until september so i'm thinking i better move that chair from that corner <laughs> or, or the other solution is declutter the chair and spend time sitting in that chair because it's in one of your oh. so sit there and think about your travel and then look to the other side of your house or the other side of the room and to see if there's something that's cluttering that area because you're opening up it's like i'm doing acupuncture for a home in a way that's one way feng shui has been described that is that's awesome i love that analogy i i've never heard that before but um and I love everything you're sharing, and I'm sure our listeners are really enjoying it as well. And I guess the one thing I'm thinking about now is, you know, a lot of people are going through some really challenging times. Uh, the energy has been quite intense in the uh, in the uh, in the ether, so to speak. And I'm just wondering, how can Feng Shui help people that are going through challenging times? Um, have you do you have any examples of cases or? What can you tell us about that? How can it help people for who are having difficult times? Okay, so what I would do is I would say find a place in your home. Some people live in small little spaces, but find a spot in your home where you feel super comfortable and work with one room and make that room work on every part of that room to make yourself feel really happy. And then go there and sit and contemplate. Write out things that you want to achieve. Um, new moons are great for that, like writing down 10 things you want to do. It's more about intention setting. And when you're in a place where you feel good about yourself and you feel good about the room or you've painted it or rearranged the furniture so that you like it that much more, you're allowing your energy to go into a space to feed you in a different way. And especially in these challenging times, we need that refuge. We need that place of sacred space. So it's creating that sacred space in a, in a location, in a room. That's what I would offer for that particular question, Michelle. Oh, I love that. And I think um, that's really helpful. And I, I'm sure that a lot of people appreciate that kind of advice. Um, do you have any other tips that you would like to share about how Feng Shui has helped you in your life um, when you felt, you know, challenged and in, in whether it's through depression or sadness or 
confusion? How has Feng Shui helped you? Well, because I do this as, you know, a work and I've been doing a long time, of course, my spaces and how I set things up are very important for me. But as I started doing more readings and using I Ching, I now go to my own readings and do readings for myself just to, you know, just to kind of let me know where I'm at. And because we tend to stay in the head mind and we don't drop down into the heart mind to get answers, you know, taking time to meditate in a room that you've created for yourself that's sacred can bring you right into the point of what you need to ask, like what question is like, what do I need to do? So my own readings help me and always just like making sure that, the, you know, I change the water on the flowers, that I dust, that I keep my space sacred. And that always gives me that ah, that awe feeling where, okay, I can move forward now. But I'm also super observant. And because I've done this for so long, it's hard to condense that into one simple answer. So I think just offering that might, you know, get people on board with, you know, just what they need to do for themselves to make themselves feel comfortable, tuned in, and then tap your chest. That's your thymus. That's your heart mind. And that gets you to drop into what's really going on for you. Uh, beautiful. Uh, absolutely. And that kind of relates to the, you know, Chinese uh, system of Qigong, because when I do Qigong, they recommend tapping the thymus as a way to strengthen the immune system. So it's all interconnected. Absolutely. The Feng Shui, the Qigong, all of it is is you know, definitely working together to create harmony in one's life. Um, I wanted to bring up the book that you wrote, uh, which is Elemental Feng Shui, The Art of Orientation, um, which is available on Amazon, Apple, and Google Reads. So I will definitely post the link in the description, but tell us a little bit about the book and what people can find that could be helpful for them in that book. Okay, so it was inspired by working with an architect and having to explain to him, as I was doing the basic design, that design would go to the architect and then he would interpret what I was trying to say in Feng Shui. So eventually I went, I need to write a book so people can understand the principles, the theory, and how it affects each and every space. And basically the book is all the definitions, minimal about the theory, but enough to understand it, especially the five elemental theory, which is the basis of Qigong, Feng Shui, Tai Chi, um, traditional Chinese medicine, Tibetan healing. It's very core to what we do and how I see you elementally as a person. Also has how I read a space for you. So the book is, the way it's written, um, it's very graphic. You can pick it up at any point. You can learn about your own physical, like, um, elemental stance in your body. You can learn about it in the environment. You can learn about, you know, what does this word mean? You can learn what it's going, what's going on in your bedroom or what's going on in your hallway or your entry. There's a lot in there. And so, yes, it was designed towards the uh, design development builder, you know, architect m module, but it's, there's something there for everybody. So that's that's the book at this point. Yeah, the art of orientation. How do wow. we place ourselves? Very different for each and every one of us. But there's some really good pointers in the book. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, de I definitely um, want to get a copy myself. I, I saw it when I came to your place and I was like, oh, I would love to have this book. So definitely check it out, everyone. Um, Charlene is an amazing woman, very intuitive and 
has so many incredible insights um, that I think could really help you and benefit you in your life. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit about what are you planning for the future? Any, I know you're working on this video series about the, uh, the different animal archetypes. Um, is that going to lead into something else, like a workshop or a retreat program? Or what, what do you have planned? So what I've planned, because of COVID, I started my um, online YouTube channel called Radical Feng Shui with Charlene. Because my approach is very different. I don't pretend to be an Asian Feng Shui master, not even close, but I have a lot of knowledge. And I'm working it through the North American, European, you know, understanding. So what I'm doing with my channel is I'm giving people little sound bites of all kinds of different things. And because I do a big write-up on the animals every year, the year, you know, today's, this is the year of the water rabbit. On my, web, on my webpage, you'll find, you know, three posts in my blog section about the animal and about predictions. Um, so eventually what I'm going to be doing is offering Nine Star Key Astrology classes for people that want to know more about themselves and their partners and families. So that's one thing I'm going to be doing. And I've got some other things in mind, but as I travel, I'm trying to sort out how I can offer it digitally, like a digital nomad, and the best thing to do and how to present that. But I have offered courses in the past, and I'm just going to continue to put out like basic feng shui for people. Um, for sure, the, the tra I'm going to be doing a travel feng shui thing. I'm definitely doing nine star key astrology for relationships and understanding because i think it's really core is understanding each other and so that's kind of my first hit will be um relationship feng shui probably coming up in may of 2023 wow wonderful and uh, uh, that's that's exciting i'm looking forward to hearing more about that when it gets closer to may and um i'm just curious because i'm sure a lot of people are wondering how do you how do you keep the practice of feng shui in your life when you're traveling so much, Charlene, you know, and I know other people out there travel and they're, you know, they're going to business meetings and so forth and they have to travel several times a month. How can you bring feng shui into your life under those circumstances? Okay, good question, Michelle. So as I said, the five elemental theory is very Asian. And we take from the four elements of the West, but we take air and split it between metal and wood. Now, the five elemental theory has a placement sector to it. So in your body, your back is the turtle or the tortoise. Your left is the dragon. The tiger's on your right, so it's lower. The phoenix that flies free or the fire element is in front. And we are the coil snake, the element of earth in the middle. So when I urge people to travel, I always urge them to have a good view and good backing. So whether that's in your bed and having a proper headboard and having things higher on the left-hand side where the dragon is, and that's the wood element, and having things a little lower on the right-hand side, which is your tiger, having a good view so that you can see where you're going. So skip, you know, if you look out your door of your house and it's all, you know, trees, then you're those are obstacles in your path and you have to get around them. So when you have a good view, it's called Ming Tang. And if you see 1.5 kilometers in front of you, from doesn't matter what window in your house, it could be the bathroom. For those five minutes you're sitting there in the morning or whenever, you can look out and get, where am I going in life? What am I wanting to attract to me? So when we're traveling, we have to make sure that those elements are in place. 
And that's what I do every time I'm traveling. And I'm just talking about that this morning on my um, YouTube channel, Radical Feng Shui with Charlene, because I'm doing three travel interludes that really explain how Feng Shui is used in travel. I, I've never heard this before. So I love this and I, I love what I'm hearing and, and that we can apply these principles even when we're traveling. And um, I'm definitely going to take note of that on my next trip. Um, so raising the left side a bit more, lowering the right side a bit more and having a clear view. Um, but you said up to like one and a half kilometers that far. Well, well, I'm just saying, so typically in a house, Michelle, if you look at your door, you have the stoop right where you're standing, then you have the front yard, and then the road, and then the house across right. the street. So that's about four Ming Tang. When you have 1.5, if you can see one point, that's a full nine Ming Tang, and it's the most powerful you can have. So even if you don't have, you know, there's got to be a place where you can see well and when you don't have that i encourage people to put on their screen savers of their computers or their telephones a vista like this beautiful vista so that you know when we pick up a phone to make a call or when we open our computers we get taken into this beautiful expansive energy and that's ming tang it takes us into our it's like a waking dream time it's like we can actually look into the future and that's what it symbolizes ming tang great hall the great hall wow that's beautiful i love that and then, and it's also like this whole thing of like you know how we trick the the brain fake it until you make it so even though <laughs> you're looking at a you know a picture or um, a moving um, image the brain still thinks it's real and yeah. so and it exactly it expands it, it's a consciousness expander in the, in the more, you know, elevated way of looking at it. It expands our consciousness to pull in things, which is why I'm saying if you have a sacred space in your home and you're confused about things, you know, it's like it's really good to have that space that you feel comfortable in, tap the thymus, you're going into your own imagination. This thing, which I call Ming Tang, the Great Hall, the view, is allowing us to see it and pull it into our being and our psyche. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. And I love that idea that we're going into the space, but we can also go into it through a meditative state, it sounds like, and going on a guide, guided visualization or listening to a guided exactly. meditation. Okay. Yeah, so these are all just tools. And Feng Shui, there's certain things in Feng Shui that fit right into those modern you know, tools of self-awareness, actualization, responsibility, and really owning where we are so that we can actually change it Ooh, beautiful beautiful and i just wanted to pause for a moment and see is are any of the listeners please come on into the studio we would love for you to ask uh charlene a question uh face to face don't be shy um she would love to answer it but if you are feeling shy then just type it into the the little comment box and um, that way Charlene can see it and answer the question. But yeah, it makes, it makes for a really engaging show. So please don't be shy. Come in, come into the studio and ask any questions you might have uh, for Charlene at any time. Just give us a heads up. <laughs> yeah. 
And just as a note, too, that in my book is um, to buy it personally. You can buy it on Freeson Press. So I'll, mm -hmm. I think I, I will send you the link for that that you can share. And it's also on my web page and the other things that you're sharing. Yes, I put the link in the comments box, but I will also put it on the actual uh, web page. I have a Podbean web page, and I'll put it there, all the info about your IG, your email website, YouTube channel, and how to get the book from Friesen Press. So uh, once again, the name of the book is called Elemental Feng Shui, The Art of Orientation by Charlene Chiasen. Am I saying your, your name right? Is it Chiasen? Chiasen. Chiasen. Oh, it's French. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Wow. So, um, Charlene, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, we're, we're waiting, but so far nobody's indicated they want to come in yet. But do you have anything else you'd like to share that we haven't covered yet today in uh, the podcast? Um, I just want to reiterate that we are walking, talking, living, breathing feng shui where we sit, why we go into a room and feel comfortable in one location and not another is very personal to, to ourselves. So just to know that you have choice, um, how you can be more powerful and more grounded in life by making sure you're always comfortable in the spaces you're in. And that can be going to a friend's place. It can be going to a restaurant. Just, you know, make, take the moment to go, how do I feel here? And when you tap into that, then you have a place of power that goes right to the dantian, like where the power source is below the belly button. And as we said, the thymus is part of Qigong as well. So these little things and tips, if we start to notice them, then we start to see and feel things a little differently. Then you're tapping into your own personal feng shui, wind, water. Where do you feel good? That type of thing. Uh, I love that. That's beautiful that we all have our own personal feng shui. And I think a lot of people don't know that. I mean, I didn't really know that until I came and, and did a session with you. And, you know, right now I know you're here in Puerto Escondido, but you're planning to travel. And just in case any of our listeners are in Mexico, where will you be next in case they'd like to come and have an in-person session with you? Where will you be? I will be in Zipolite for over two weeks. Um, and then I think Mariana and I are gonna plan a little trip to Oaxaca City. And then I don't leave here until April 6th, but I'm available online. I, I do a lot of my readings online. I get your birth information, I fill out charts, I send them to you. And the beautiful thing about Feng Shui is that I can actually chart movement on the planet, which is how I got here. I talk about that in my travel log on my yeah. YouTube channel. Um, I can also tell you what your year is going to be like. Like if you want to do an ad campaign and you're trying to do it when your number's in an eight spot of stillness, nobody's going to see you. Nobody's going to hear you. But if you wait until your number's in the fire spot where people see you, that illumination, then that's when to plan those things. So uh, there's a way of looking at your movement through the houses of Feng Shui that will really tell you what to experience. And a lot of people come back to me every year to find out what that's about for them so they can plan their career or their movement or their travel. Wow, that's wonderful. I'm sure people would love to, to have a session with you. And, and uh, it's good to know that you do them online as well. And therefore, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can do sessions at any time. Um, so yes, wonderful. So 
be sure to check out Charlene. Um, her website is Adara. Adarsa Deva.com, but I've written it here in the yeah. uh, in the chat box, and again, I'll put it later. And you can also find her on her Instagram at Elemental Feng Shui. You left off the G for the Feng Shui, so it's supposed to be without the G. Is that right? No, no, Feng F E N G S H U I. My bad. Oh, okay, no worries. I will. Um, I'll correct that when I. Um, when I go ahead and put it on the uh, actual website, but yeah. um, and I, I also have another Instagram account that mirrors my YouTube channel, Radical uh -huh. Feng Shui with Radical underscore Feng underscore Shui underscore, and that's spelled F E N G S H U I. And on my web page, it's there's a lot of stuff about my work, but if you go to blog. That's where I put all my current stuff. So you hit blog, then you'll find everything about the year of the water rabbit. You'll find out about my um, what I'm doing next. I always kind of keep that current, put new information in the blog section. Okay. Did you say radical underscore fang underscore shui? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I got it. Yes. So that's your other Instagram. And that's the same name that, that is her uh, YouTube channel, Rad Radical Feng Shui with Charlene. So awesome, Charlene. Thank you for all that info. Thank you for taking the time to come on to Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for Living Consciously. And absolutely, Feng Shui is a tool for living consciously. So it's so great to have you here. And um, I wish you all the best with uh, the work and how you're helping people in their lives. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. It was an honor to do a reading for you and get to know you better and uh, share some information and share now with everybody out there. Thanks for joining us. I'm really appreciative. Yes, wonderful. Thank you, everybody. And have a great day or night wherever you are and sending you so much love. And yeah, share the love and support embodying your higher self tools for living consciously. Buy me a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, great, everybody. Have a great day. Bye for now. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks, Michelle.